What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to the Build Your Empire podcast. Today, we have Jalen White with us here today at the Build Your Empire studio, and we're going to be getting into his story and really just how he's been able to crush the real estate game. I know that we've been connected for connected for about a year now, I feel like, but yeah. this is the first day we met. We just got gave him the tour of the Build Your Empire house, and I'm excited to have, have you on the show, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you. For sure. So, yeah, make sure you get a little bit closer to the mic, okay. my man, and we'll be yeah. good to go. All right. This is my first time doing a real podcast. Oh, well, no actually, way. I've been on a lot, but I, I've never actually had this mic like this. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. one thing, I know that um, I obviously know who you are. I've, I know your background a little bit, but today we're about to really just dive into your story. But for everyone that's listening, I really just want you to kind of give them the, the quick rundown about what you're currently doing on a day-to-day basis, right. just so they understand like what you do before they hear your whole story. Absolutely, yeah. So where we're at today, I've got multiple employees. So I've got a acquisition manager who handles all the acquisition of properties for us. He's negotiating, he's just getting us good deals all day. And uh, then I have a deal coordinator slash assistant. Her job is basically to ensure properties getting closed on the given day. Like we have a deal closing today. She okay. got all the paperwork to me so I can get it notarized at the bank. And uh, we're selling that deal. So it's one we own. Um, And then I've got a bunch of lead generation people. So I think we're at like seven or eight right now. And I just, we just did a Monday morning meeting and I was like, guys, we need to be at like 10 to 15 within 60 days. Yeah. I'm just scaling up lead generation and stuff like that. Those guys' jobs are just to get us leads of people who want to sell their homes. Um, My, our business model is basically to make money on real estate as in any way we can. Wholesaling real estate is the main core part of that business model. Yep. Um, but nowadays I'm closing on properties with cash. I'm, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, getting properties rented, stuff like that. Yep. Um, so it's kind of, you know, delved out just from that core um, strategy, but that's how I got started. How that's to make amazing. money in real estate with no money, no credit. Basically you find a good deal, right? You put it under contract, you sell that contract for an assignment fee and you make, you make profit. That's so amazing. Yeah, no, yeah. it's cool. Cause I know that, um, I have some some of my friends, and I even have a brother. If he's listening to this, shout out to Cody, and um, he's trying to get into wholesaling, and it's nice. just like the whole concept. I'm personally not involved in real estate at all right now, but yeah. definitely over the next year, I want to start like diving Absolutely. in there. So I know that regarding this real estate and wholesaling, obviously you're 21 year old, 21 years old, 22 now, right? 22. So you just turned 22. You've been doing real estate for how long? Almost four years. Okay. Well, I guess four years now because I did start right when I turned 18 and I started delving into it. Okay. But I didn't close my first deal until two days before graduation, which was, I think May 18th was the date of okay. 2015. Yeah. 2015. Okay. And that's so, when you graduated high school. Yeah. That's when okay. I graduated high school. So, so, so you, you got into years. it when you were in high school, like you were young, yeah. you were just like trying to make money in some way. Dude, I was but, broke. My okay. parents moved to another state and I'm married now. By the way, I, I'm looking at the camera over here. You guys on the podcast can't hear that, but uh, <laughs> I'm married. Been married for almost uh, going on uh, three years. That's amazing, man. I definitely want to get into that in a bit, but absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. So I was I, I was madly in love. You know, I was my parents moved to Wisconsin, cheaper cost of living, that kind of stuff, and um, I didn't want to go. So I slept on people's couches. Um, friends' couches, Brianna's parents' couch, you know, yep. stayed far away from her bedroom, but yeah. <laughs> slept on their couch for a little bit. Um, and I knew I needed money to survive. And yeah. I wanted a Lamborghini. I was very wealth conscious. I read Think and Grow Rich yeah. um, when I was 16, I think. And I tried network marketing. I tried all these business. We all have like our cliche yeah, yeah. business stories. We started this business and that business. And I did that. Um, so I was wealth conscious. I knew I wanted to make a million dollars. I yeah. knew I wanted to have a Lamborghini. 
and I went after it, and wholesaling was the you know the vehicle to get there. That's amazing. And, and you grew up where exactly? If people missed that, in Avondale, Arizona. Okay, so you grew yeah. up in Arizona. Yeah. Obviously, I moved to Arizona yeah. two months ago. Love it. Yeah, it's what great was growing up like? What was growing up like in Arizona? Well, it was pretty normal as far as I knew. Um, it's not like I grew up in a rich community or anything like that. Um, I don't want to like say I grew up in a poor community because it's not ever how I looked at it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just I was. I was playing football, going to high school. Um, there, it's not like there's a bunch of desert farmland and stuff like people <laughs> like, expect. Like, it's a big city. It's like number four in the nation yeah, yeah. for city size. It's funny. I always mention Phoenix. People are like, man, is, is it like farmland? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? We were talking about? about Virginia. You said, what, you got to hunt your own food? Yeah, I was like, yo, Casey, you, you hunt your own food out there in Virginia? But obviously, that's a joke, too. Yeah, yeah. So. You got Whole Foods out in Virginia, don't <laughs> yeah, you? We got a couple. We got a couple. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. No, one thing I noticed, so you said like uh, reading Thinking Garbage, right? I think yeah. for a lot of people that may be listening to this, they're wealth conscious, like you right. said. But also there may be a whole other demographic, like myself when I was 15 before I got into this whole space, was like, you don't even know what success looks like. I don't, I don't right. come from a family of they have money or I'm not surrounded by successful people when I was younger. But for you, like picking up that book, Thinking Grow Rich, like what was your influence to do something like that? You know, it, I grew up the same way. I didn't really have any wealth around me. I didn't know yep. anybody who was wealthy beyond like one kid at the school whose dad lived like on, <laughs> on a piece of farm or something. And I thought he, I heard he was an entrepreneur. But yeah. um, what motivated me was watching movies. So you know, seeing these movies like, uh, you know, not that it's the best example, but The Great Gatsby, yeah. um, you know, th uh, Wolf of Wall Street, those yep. kind of movies, The Secret, if you heard of that. I love it. Um, that was a, a great, a better one. But uh, Tony Robbins, all that kind of stuff. Once you go down the rabbit trail, it's hard to go back, yeah. right? Once you activate your mind and, it, you know, it's really tough to go back. And when I say wealth conscious, by the way, probably there's somebody listening who's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> For sure. What that means is once you realize that if you set a goal with a burning desire and you you reinforce that burning desire with a strategic plan and auto-suggestion, keeping the faith, yeah, you can literally achieve anything. And so you realize like, hey, I just need to set a goal, figure out a strategic plan to get there and make it happen. That to me is wealth consciousness, realizing okay. you can make whatever amount of money you want to make. Um, and just setting a plan to it, I chasing it. it. So auto-suggestion, I know I've read the book, Think Grow Rich. Yeah. How do you define that? Because I know the first couple of times I've read that book, it was like auto-suggestion. Like, what does that mean? How do you actually like translate something Absolutely. into a, like a physical desire of what you want to do? Like, how do you, how do yeah. you define that? So in my opinion, our minds are pretty easy to like trick. And so what I would do is when I was first starting out, I would have a rubber band in class because I couldn't, a rubber band was easy to find, cheap, yeah. right? Um, so I'd have a rubber band, and whenever I think a negative thought, I would literally just slap myself with a rubber band. It's not like you're being like intentionally like trying to pain yourself, yeah, but yeah. it's associating negative thinking with pain in your body. And so that's what I would do. I I carry that around. Um, I would also have like uh, things on my room hanging. And some people think this is crazy. Yeah, Truth yeah. is, if you want to make money, if you want to achieve your <laughs> dreams, you got to do some crazy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to be normal, then go go get a nine to five and live life and try to be happy. But yep. you got to do crazy stuff to get crazy results. So I was having stuff on my wall. I will have a Lamborghini by the time I was 18. I didn't get it till 21. I did okay. buy a Lamborghini. Um, but, you know, I was reinforcing that goal every single day by just repeating those things into my head. Got it. I am successful. Yeah. And I would literally listen. There's this one uh, audio called uh, Success Affirmations by Dave McGrath. Okay. I think that's his name. Um, but I listened to it every night in high school. And I actually just recently started listening to it again because okay. I'm like, I used to have all these positive like things. And now 
I'm successful, right? Yeah. And I don't have, you know, I'm trying to hit the next level. I'm talking to people making millions of dollars a month. Yeah. Let's hit the next level, you know what I mean? Um, and so trying to reinforce that nowadays, but I can tell you that was a big part of me, like actually having faith with just repeating, I am successful, I am successful. And pretty soon you'll be walking through school or you'll be walking through your job being like, I'm different than them. Yeah. Not in a bad way, not that you're better, not in a terrible way, but just and the way that you know your energy is different, you know? Totally, totally. And one thing I, I noticed there, like, I want to touch on is, like, I've interviewed a lot of successful people, people that are making hundreds of millions of dollars, people that are, yeah. they, they tell their stories. And one thing I noticed, that, like you just said, is, like, you, you, you're in this starting phase of, like, so much positive thinking, reinforcement of, like, attaining right. your goals. And then based on, like, the conversations I've had, like, you'll, you'll get these goals, but then a lot of people won't be fulfilled. They, exactly. they, they forget where they come from. They forget what was their mindset when they started. Like, right. Would you say you've ever became complacent Absolutely. from becoming successful? And like, Absolutely. how do you like pivot from that thought process? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for me, anybody who follows my social media or, or knows my brand, I'm, I'm the kind of person who wants to make as much money as possible without working. Mm. So obviously it's easy without working a lot. We still put in all night yeah, as yeah. we need to, right? But it's easy to get complacent. And I would say for about a year, I was complacent. Um, I decided, you know, I was doing my own thing wholesaling, which anybody who knows wholesaling, you know, it's, it's very, fairly easy to make six figures or even multiple six figures a year working for yourself like a solopreneur. Yeah. And I got complacent. And then one day I, I realized like, hey, I shouldn't be listening for the phone ringing while I'm in the shower and jump out to answer the phone. Like, let's build a business. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, that's so that was way to put that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was the next thing that I, that I, sought out to do was find employees, create processes and systems, right? And uh, and then from there, I got a little complacent. So I have a good team now yeah. uh, who works for me. And, you know, and I just realized like probably a few months ago that, man, I'm, I'm too complacent. Like yeah. I need to get to the next level. So I, I dropped 35 grand on a mastermind, okay. uh, a yearly fee for a mastermind. And that's most people's like salary, yeah, you know, literally. So that was, and some people on this drop, my mentor drops a hundred grand uh, a year on one of his masterminds, okay. just one, his yeah, consultants, yeah. he's spending probably close to 50 to hundred grand a month. Okay. And so on consultants and education and stuff. So I realized it's time to put myself out of my comfort zone. Totally. Like, yeah, I bought a Lamborghini. My dream was a Lamborghini Gallardo. Okay. That's what I had on my wall all the time. Okay. Um, and so I bought one and you know, my next dream, I'm skipping the Huracan. Let's get the Aventador, baby. In twelve <laughs> oh, wait, within twelve months, you okay. know. Um, by the way, I don't. For anybody who knows who's young and tries to buy an exotic, you pretty much have to buy any car above hundred grand cash, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't really like get financed. Yeah, you know? yeah. So for sure, for sure. We have it tough when we're young without anybody to sign. <laughs> but totally. Yeah. No, that's amazing. So one thing I do want to talk about, like you always talk about, like the Lamborghini was your goal. What was that yeah. day like when you? got that car just something that just because i think a lot of people everyone has different goals everyone has maybe right. an object maybe uh a, a, like they want to get to some point for me right. maybe it was moving out right right what was that like was it fulfilling what was going through your mind that day that you got that car honestly uh number one anybody who's so focused on material objects you got to check yourself if i didn't have a wife if i didn't have like a good relationship with family that thing that buying the lamborghini would have made me feel like crap but that day when I went to pick up the Lamborghini, I had a fat check. Like I said, you can't really get finance much on these cars. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember going to the bank and the lady's like, what's this for? And I gave her the name of the dealership we were writing it out to. And she was like, are you buying a car? I was like, yeah, Lamborghini. She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I just remember that feeling, you know, you get kind of butterflies in your stomach. Yeah. You're so excited. And 
That's amazing. It was just a really rewarding thing. And truth is, I did an Instagram post or like a story. I didn't even post it on yeah. Instagram. I didn't even share it on social media after that for another like three or four weeks. Okay. Just, I don't know. Part of it was just like, I don't want people to seem like I'm trying too hard because this really was just my dream. Yeah. You know, I'm not getting it to stunt on people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but just fulfilling that, it transformed my mind. And it helped me realize like, hey, we believe these things, like you can set a goal and achieve it. Yeah. But until you actually do it, it's kind of like real estate. You don't believe a seller is going to sell a property worth a hundred grand for 15 or 30 until it happens, yeah, right? Yeah. You don't actually believe you can just say, Hey, I'm going to buy this car or I'm going to get this house or I'm going to do this sort of like monetary, like, you know, tangible yeah. goal. But then when it happens, it's like, Whoa, I can do anything. Shit, it's actually, you real. know, <laughs> so that's kind of what that experience did for me. It okay. kind of unlocked that. And even though I already believe that, you know, think and grow rich, all that kind of stuff, yep. it kind of just reinforced it. That's so yeah. sick, man. So I do want to touch on because you, you said something important there. I think um, just regarding something that's important to you, your family, you have a yeah. wife, right? That's something that when we were talking right before this podcast, you got married at 19, correct? Yeah, I think I might have just turned 20, but yeah, I but it might have been 19. Still, it's all blurry. Super, yeah, <laughs> it's funny because like I, in my eyes, like that's super young. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? Like just I don't meet a lot of people that get married at 20 and yeah. for, to have someone that successful mentally you have a partner like that you're, you get this goal of yours but you know that it's you have the foundation you have the yeah. structure in your life right so just a question coming from me because i'm 18 now right i don't see myself getting married in two years obviously i don't have like a partner right but yeah. what was it like getting married at such a young age was it something that you would say has contributed to your success or how do you how do you Absolutely. look at that in life i would say that that's one of my main reasons for success you know, and also it depends on what you look at as success. You know, I'm not totally. super successful. I'm not worth a hundred million dollars. I'm not one of these crazy people, but I fulfilled what I wanted out of life and having a wife made that possible. You know, not I just having it. a wife, but having Brianna in my life. She's yeah. amazing. She lifts me up, you know, almost just keeps us level headed. Like, totally. I mean that truthfully, like I don't really enjoy st like stunting on people or flexing or like crazy yeah. stuff, you know, blowing money on like a diamond Rolex or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, that just doesn't mean anything to me because I have that like rock, that foundation, you that's know, so, that's so dope. And you know, I'm Christian too. So Christ is also part of that foundation, yeah. big part. Um, and so the combination of those two and, sure. you know, a lot of people, they say it's like that Drake song. He says, uh, she was happy. Uh, she was married happily until she put down the phone. <laughs> so naturally yeah. I'm sure there's a few listeners who are like, Oh, come on, dude, you're an idiot. Like you're 22. Don't lie to us. We know things are rocky. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, man, I like no joke. I have an amazing relationship. It's beautiful. That's so, amazing, man. Oh, but the other thing, some guys, you know, they have a really quality relationship, but they don't actually carry that through. You know what I mean? They don't treat it like it's quality. It's like yeah. if you have a business making you $10 million a year and it's just like so easy, you don't, you don't really have to put a lot of work yeah. into it. You already put that hustle. You wouldn't just randomly one day say, I'm going to shut this down. And I'm going to try starting a Shopify store, you know, <laughs> yeah. like shiny object syndrome. So yeah. you have to be consistent. And so if you know you have a great relationship, stick to her, treat her like a queen, make sure she treats you like a king, right? Cause yeah. it goes both ways. Yeah. And, uh, and just enjoy life together. So that's, a, that's amazing. Now, this yeah. is interesting because I think there's a lot of young people that are listening to this. Maybe yeah. they're male, female, whatever. And I think that people don't talk about relationships enough. Maybe right. you see these rappers or this or that everyone's like one night saying X, Y, Z. And I think, I think talking to someone like you and like just talking about relationships is super important. And what would you say has really 
been the characteristic to build a foundational relationship. Not even if it's just like getting married, but I think even for just business relationships, right? Yeah. It's like having that mindset towards like being loyal, being right. like faithful to that one person. Pause, we are here. Sorry guys. <laughs> no worries, no worries. But what, what would you say really makes a relationship like deep? Because I think a lot yeah. of people, when, for example, when I go to networking events, right, you'll meet a hundred people, maybe, right. maybe three to five is like people that you actually grow with people right. that you know that you met them once and you actually see them on multiple occasions. That's, that's what happened for me. But how, what would you say makes a good relationship? Whether that be like a relationship with your wife or just business relationships overall? Yeah. So in my opinion, it's the same thing that makes a successful business, which is habits. Um, so like, in business, just real quick, if you if you think you have a problem and you don't have a, a actual way to track it, like a tangible way, like, hey, we talk to this many new buyer leads or we talk to this many new seller leads, we talk to this many new investors, yeah. whatever you need to do in your business, um, you don't have like a, like a measurable account of what, where you're at yep. with your business. So it's kind of the same. It's not like I have a scorecard for my yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like, Hey, we went on this amount of dates, <laughs> but that's a good start. If you're really struggling, I would honestly recommend maybe you keep track of how many dates you take your wife on or your yeah. girlfriend or your new business partner on how much time do you actually pour into them habits. So like, do we go to dinner enough? Am I spending too much time on the phone or am I spending too much time playing Xbox or, yeah, yeah. you know, cause we all have these little things where as individuals we like to do them. But yep. if we let those things overtake our relationship, I think quality can diminish. So got it. Um, I would say habits is the most important thing. That's and dope. cause dude, I mean, let's be real. If somebody calls you up like once a week and they were an acquaintance and they're calling you up once a week, just checking in on you yeah. just saying, yo, like not wasting time, but yeah, yeah. like, yo, how you doing? Anything I could do for you? Like anything we should rock out, you mm -hmm. know, business wise together. Um, any new ideas? How's your family? That kind of stuff. Yep. You kind of build a relationship. Totally. It's not to say call, call each other every day, you know, to like your <laughs> yeah, mom, yeah. you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, those habits no, can make a difference. I that's think, dope. you know, no, that's super dope, man. And, and one thing I do want to talk about, cause I know that, um, just social media wise, we connected on social media. A lot yeah. of people I interview, we just connect on social media, but it's True. like today we met obviously, but there's, there's that perception of like you building your personal brand that I already knew who you were from what you put out there. Right. So I, I want to talk about Likewise. social media for a second and just kind of understanding like branding, personal branding. Cause I know that's obviously how we connected. You were putting in time yeah. to build a brand. When was that transition for you uh, to really start building a brand on social media? Cause I know obviously like you're in the real estate game, which is tangible, real assets. Right. When was your, and what was your mindset to start a personal brand? And when did you do that? Yeah. So, well, for me, I kind of started seeing the rise of personal brands in business. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my wife has a YouTube channel. She's got a pretty big YouTube following. What's um, like 700,000 you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, obviously again, not huge. We're not crazy. Like we still got many years of work and yeah, go yeah. ahead of us. So don't get me wrong on that side, but she's got a big YouTube following. Yep. And so obviously, you know, her followers from the videos that I'm in are always hitting me up about, Hey, what do you do for business? What do you do for yeah. this and that? It's kind of something I always thought people maybe were interested in, but not so interested in that they'd like, like to see stories on it and like yeah, to yeah. see all that kind of stuff. So, um, and not to mention when I started hiring people, I started working less in my business. So then all of a sudden I had, you know, time to think to actually put an Instagram post out there, <laughs> like make a YouTube yeah. video or whatever. So I was getting all these questions about, Hey, how do you do real estate investing? Yep. Blah, 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 blah. And so I started to transition my, and I realized that's who I am. I love business. I don't, yep. you know, I love being in my wife's videos, but that's not like my passion. It's not something <laughs> I'm good at. Totally. You know, I love business. I love talking money, talking numbers, talking all that kind of fun yep. stuff. And so 
once I kind of embraced that, that's when I started focusing on social media. And then obviously when I bought the Lambo, it's like, (laughs) now you're on the map, you know? Yeah. You you know, nope. To be truthful, like buying a nice car does put you on the map on social media. For sure. Even though it wasn't like some crazy $300,000, like chrome wrap Huracan <laughs> or whatever but it was a nice car yeah. and so i think people maybe started taking the social media more seriously um and then you know just kind of stuck with it and i i sold that i got a 911 carrera the lambo okay. was a little too much for me like really it was honestly okay. like it was really really like a loud daily driver or what like no because i had a ford flex as well okay. like a 2017 blacked out ford flex yeah, yeah. like and that was my favorite car even though everybody yeah. hates it <laughs> um and a Prius also. I have a company okay. rep Prius. So That's freaking dope. Too many cars, bro. Like too many. Okay. Um, and actually I had two Priuses. I sold one. Okay. <laughs> so so two I had Priuses, like, I had like Lambo. four cars at the time when I bought the Lambo. Okay. And and you know things went wrong with it like if it's just sitting there like a sensor went wrong and that's like a three thousand dollar fix and then yeah you know the door handle you know is not working and i gotta call a locksmith to come down because you know yeah and, the, and when you drop it and the battery comes out you have to call a locksmith to okay. get the door open so i was just like man this is all too much and it only has two doors yeah so now i have an m5 i got okay. the porsche that had two doors too kind of girly seemed like <laughs> and then i sold that and now i have an m5 so okay. that'll that'll chill and hold me over till we totally. get the Aventador. Totally. So no, that, it, the M5 is faster than the Lambo. So okay. faster than it was, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, um, it's funny cause I know, um, you say, uh, too many cars. Right. And then I'm like, I'm thinking about Jeff. You, they have so many, I'm bro. like, dude, Jeff, Jeff's got crazy amount of cars. I don't, yeah, dude. He, and if, if everyone doesn't know Jeff, JR Garage. And I know we're yeah. all connected to too. They're but. ballers, bro. Because like I said, <laughs> young people, you're pretty much buying your cars cash. So yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I literally thought of Jeff when you said that. Yeah, exactly. This, it's, it's hilarious. So yeah, I was like, I, I've got too many cars. This guy is crazy. How about, <laughs> I mean, Ty Lopez then you got too. And yeah. Like uh, Mark Evans, he's one of my mentors. Okay. Um, he's got like a, fan, a Rolls Royce Phantom, a Rolls Royce Ghost, a G Wagon, uh, a custom Bronco. All this, it's yeah. like maybe it's just a thing. Right? Yeah, it's for all sure. of us. <laughs> it's funny. So I want to talk about Ty actually, because you taught inside of his real estate program, correct? I did. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of people they may be watching this, they may know you from that, because I think a lot of people that sure. are in my audience they maybe watch Ty. They're yeah. maybe in some of his courses, like I was. So how did that come about? I know that obviously when I was connected with Ty, I, I went up there, shot a few videos in his courses and stuff, yeah. but when did you and Ty officially connect? Yeah. So I can't remember. I think it was like my first few deals. Like I took a picture with my checks and stuff yeah. and you know, everybody sends their mentors DM. So I, I shot him a DM said, yo Ty, you know, made 20 grand this month on real estate. I'm in your 67 steps program. I appreciate you. Yeah. You know, and people do that to me now, you know, in my course and stuff. Yeah. So, um, he followed me. And then after that, I think we, we, so I think he had seen my face a few times okay. from following me, probably follows a bunch of people. Totally. But, um, anyways, so yeah. And then we connected at VidCon cause Brianna like had the, you know, the, you know, we had the, the passes, the passes to yeah. be like with all the YouTubers the or whatever. So <laughs> the backstage yeah. passes, <laughs> right? So we connected at VidCon and basically I told him what I was doing and he seemed like he wanted to get into like teaching that part okay. of it too, or at least finding an expert to help teach that. Um, and so we exchanged numbers and then I went over to his house a few times and we went to a movie together one time and okay. I like him. He was a very yeah. cool guy. And then that led to, you know, me doing some teaching in the, in the course. That's so. dope. That's super dope. So one thing I do want to touch on, like disregarding real estate in general, when yeah. you said you closed your first deal two days before graduating high school, is that correct? Yeah. So what was the process of that? Like how long were you doing it without closing your deal? Cause I think a lot of yeah. people that may be wholesaling right now, maybe they're trying to do something, but they haven't close that dealer. Right. They haven't felt something to make them keep going with it. Right. So like, 
when did you officially start real estate and then obviously close your deal, but how did that day make you feel? So I started in February. I went to one of those free rich dad, poor dad seminars okay. with Brianna and her dad and uh, basically heard about wholesaling and I didn't realize like that a young person could do it. I didn't quite realize yeah, yeah. the extent of it. So I went on YouTube then and started looking up wholesaling. I found a bunch of people, got some info and yep. started just meeting with like agents and going to open houses and yeah, yeah. stuff where I don't even deal with agents. You know, it's all off yeah, market. Yeah. I don't even, if a property's listed, we don't deal with it, you know, cause there's not, a, there are deals on that are listed, but yeah. not a ton. So anyways, you know, just banging my head against the wall, making offers that I didn't even feel confident in, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, um, make my bandit signs are called. They say we buy yeah. houses. You yeah, probably yeah. seen them yep. on the side of the road. Um, so I, I made my own like, 30 of those like because okay. you know you have money you know when you're when you're at least working some side jobs yeah. and so i'd invest every penny i had and uh you know and then i ended up actually getting my hands on 25 real signs like real printed signs okay and i put those out and i got a call for my first deal and the guy says yeah i'd like twenty five thousand for the property and and i think i negotiated them down to 15. okay uh i don't know if it was on that call or shortly after yeah. or whatever but i just remember looking on zillow and it said zestimate ninety six thousand, <laughs> which you don't want to use this estimate but yeah, obviously yeah. you know when i comped the property it was a good deal and so i like screamed it was kind of yeah. like whoa this actually it's actually works right okay and so uh got the property on a contract i ended up uh selling for thirty thousand dollars wow. um and i made twelve thousand because i paid the closing costs okay. so that's so yeah. sick. And that was your first deal right yeah. before you guys were in high school. Yeah. And That's to be sick. clear, because everyone's asking, are you an agent? No, I'm not an agent. I profit on a deal via an assignment fee and or double close, which is you sell it right away. Okay. So, so. yeah, just so people, if they don't know, <clears throat> or they aren't familiar with wholesaling, it's like, would you say it's selling the contract or how, yeah, how exactly. do you put that so, in a simplistic So you're way? profiting on a deal. So you find a good deal. You put it under contract, a purchase agreement to buy the property. Yep. And then you assign that contract to another person for an assignment fee. Got it. Um, and that person could be a cash buyer. could be whoever, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to put it, they're going to bring that money to closing and you'll get your assignment fee yep. and the seller will get their proceeds that were agreed to in the contract. Otherwise, you know, you can sign a contract with the seller. There's a lot of private lending, hard money companies that yeah. will actually fund that deal. And then you sell it right away, Got like it. the next day. Yeah. yeah. So sense. that also, that's what I did on my first deal is I sold it literally in the next day. That's so sick. Um, so yeah, that's so cool. I didn't need, I I literally was negative in my bank account when I got the wire. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm that's not gonna so lie. awesome. It was negative. Okay. So and then that day was when that day happened because I know that you talked about like people want the car, they maybe want the house, they want to feel that something. Yeah. When you actually got that check, you actually closed that deal. Was that a, would you consider that like a a motivating factor to continue or how did that? I mean, do it at that point. Most people, they just want to know how to make a hundred bucks. And they're like, if I can just make a hundred yeah. bucks, I will just go all in on this yeah. thing, you know? So I made 12 grand. It was and like 12,055 bucks. Yeah. And I remember going to get all my papers signed. Cause I had walked out of class and switched to online okay. in the school. I don't know if you did that. I did not. I had to finish strong, but I, I had three okay. classes senior year and I missed 45 days. So yeah. like, I, I was like there, but not there. <laughs> that would have been me second semester. Okay. So I turned 18. So second semester, Semester, on November 5th, second semester, I come in, switch to online. Um, and so I had to come back to class or to the campus to get yeah. my paper signed for my online teachers, right? Got it. Because the school had an online program. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and I remember walking around and I go over to my buddies and, you know, everyone's talking stuff. They're all, yeah. they all got their crap to talk. You know, Jay, you know, Jalen's doing, what's he trying to do now? You know, yeah, yeah. trying to talk crap. But, showed the wire and all my my buddies my football buddies and stuff were like what you know, you get twelve thousand dollars in your bank account yeah. like 
So that was pretty amazing. That's to be crazy. That, that's yeah. so dope. That's another thing is like all these people probably worried about like failure, or like people making fun of them. I had that times 10. So did Brianna. Like mm. anytime you take a step out to try to Same, accomplish goals, right? Yeah. People are mean, you know, For sure. it's just nature. No, I hundred percent feel you on that. I remember like I started doing like affiliate marketing when I was like, 15, 16, sophomore yep. in high school, I was like selling things on Snapchat. Right. I was like an affiliate for this one company. Yeah. And like, I remember dude, people would dog me for no reason. Like, yeah. like some of them were like my homies, but like they were like, they just weren't confident. They didn't understand what I was right. doing. Therefore they're just bashing yeah. you or like, plus that's the you culture with your buddies, right? Oh, Everyone yeah, makes exactly. fun of each other and it's low key mean and hurtful, but <laughs> it's like <laughs> everybody laughs, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. So so talking about high school, because I actually I graduated this year. Yep. Maybe people are listening. By the still way, in high school. you're amazing, bro. Like 18. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I mean, I thought I was cool at 18, like closing deals or whatever. This dude is like making a name for himself big. So. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, that congrats. a lot. Thank you, man. It, it, it's funny, though, because I think like even just hearing your story, it just it literally reminds me of me. Like literally I was walking out of class to take business calls. I yep. was skipping school to go to L.A. to meet yep. these people, whatever it was. But like prior to like closing your deal in high school, like what was your social life in high school? Cause I think a lot of people who I interview, it's, it's really different depending on who it right. is. And I, I really want to get to like, just you as a individual before business, before things. Cause I think a lot of people listening to podcasts, like they, they hear, maybe they hear a lot of podcasts. They, they understand people's business stories, but like right. prior to real estate, like what was your day-to-day -day life passions yeah. growing up? Yeah, absolutely. So my passion was football. You know, I, I was big into football. Um, and I had my thing. I want to be in the NFL. You know, I was yeah, talking yeah. to some colleges or whatever going into my junior year. And, uh, you know, I wasn't some amazing football player. I just wanted it, in my opinion, more than any of the other kids on my team. And we played yeah. on a good team. So I was training super hard. My parents would call me a nutcase because I wake up at five in the morning to go run and okay. stuff like that. So I just had these patterns of I want it bad. And uh, that was something that, you know, I was big on. But then I learned about entrepreneurship. Yeah. I got started in uh, – network marketing and my junior year right before the season started I quit so okay. I, I was on varsity as, as a sophomore you know for one of the okay. better schools in, in Arizona for football That's dope. and uh, and I was starting as a junior but I quit you know to start my first business okay. so dang which uh, my first business I don't even want to get into it because everybody <laughs> has the stores it doesn't really mean anything yeah, much yeah. but um, I was importing uh, I had saved up some money I imported some pants from China okay. and I was uh, basically allowing other kids in school to sell them for me and make a profit. So I'd sell it, sell them to them for 20 bucks okay. and they'd sell them for 30, but they wouldn't pay me right away. They'd pay me once they sold them. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it, I kind of made some money there, that but dope. I, yeah. I did that same thing, but I was, I was selling like wristbands, like nice. little wristbands at yep. school or whatever. It's funny. Cause you're right though. Everyone has like, like for example, Jeff, JR Grimes, like they had, they were doing lemonade yeah. stands, made like five grand in the summer when they were yeah. like nine, like right. uh, having those stories. It, it's funny. Cause like it's, consistent i feel like in a lot of people's everybody stories. has they, those they stories, have that one right? thing that like they go back to and they're like this is where it all started yeah which is dope but that's funny though because football for me like i don't know if you know a little bit about myself Your the whole neck, neck injury bro yeah. like i i quit but like didn't really want to quit i right. got hurt playing football i don't know if, if everyone's listening that doesn't know had a super bad neck injury i was in a neck brace for like 25 weeks sophomore year just crazy hit the ground wrong you had football. to be strong huh for, Dude, through that it was just it was just bad bro like literally yeah. the first day of, it was like the first day of hitting practice sophomore year and then like my helmet wasn't on right it was too big or whatever so it was like moving all around and they said guillotine my spine and like the next oh, day they, i heard the news like can never play football again in a neck brace for 25 weeks almost paralyzed like dunzo i was like it was just like instant uh, depression like growing up i had a great family great friends great community and like it was just like instant depression like 
nothing I've ever dealt with before injury wise. Like I played hockey and all these different sports, but like, so that's why you're so strong. Today, <laughs> yeah. huh? I, I, it was definitely that pivoting point mentally, yeah. like to understand, like when I think 25 weeks in neck brace, like literally you can't move, like you can like get up and stuff, but like you cannot tilt your head. It's so painful. Right. So like talking about football though, like I think that was pivoting point for me, but what would you say for you was like, a pivot point to like do more. Cause I think yeah. a lot of people, there's that one thing that maybe they go back to that. Like, yeah, you could have graduated high school, went to college, got a job, but like there was something inside of you. Like you said, with football, you wanted it more. Yeah. When was your, I would say like pivot to like want more in business and life overall. Yeah. My pivoting point was honestly just uh, being told when I could go to the bathroom in school. Like, and actually there was one moment that I can bring us back to, which I guess I kind of touched on it and said, I walked mm -hmm. out of class, but I remember second semester, I had wanted money, but I didn't really want it. You know, you have to make a big life change to show yeah. that you really want it. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah, yeah. kind of has those moments. Um, and so I was sitting in class and, you know, I, I kind of had already read Thinking Real Rich. So these things were going in my head and I, I had started my first business junior mm -hmm. year or whatever. And, um, but I was sat down second semester. My parents lived in another state. I'm finally 18. I'm yeah. an adult and I'm sitting there and the guys just like black is like social studies or, you know, I don't know, something <laughs> yeah. like U.S. Some class. U.S. study, something like that. And I just sit down and I just look around me and I'm just like, what am I doing? And the teacher's blabbing about like, oh, he's talking crap about cops and then goes into something else. And yeah. I was just like, why am I even listening to this? So I literally got up. I was like, Mr. Blank, blank, blank. You know, I don't know yeah, if you yeah. people hear this or not, but <laughs> I, I can't do this. I'm going to the front office. And so I literally walked out of class, mid-class there. Okay. Went to the front office and I said, guys, I'm switching online. Let me know what paperwork I need to sign. And I left that day. <laughs> that's so dope. Like, never went I'm back. Not, never went back. Oh, I mean, so I went dope. back a couple times yeah, to like yeah. get my online account set up or yeah. whatever. But um, yeah, that's literally how it went. Like, I'm not even embellishing anything. That's I just had that moment where I just didn't have, I didn't have the motivation to just go to school anymore. Yeah. I just wanted to chase my dreams. So I didn't so know dope. what that would look like. I just knew I needed more time during the day. And if I could spend the time that I was in class there listening to that guy's opinions um, and then the book that they say we need to know, all the yeah. stuff in that big book, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I spent, spent that time learning skills that would be valuable to me uh, for my goals and what yep. I wanted out of life. I knew I could probably make it happen. That's, that's so dope, man. Yeah. Super dope. So, so then that was, you went to Island online, like beginning of senior year. Yeah. No, that was second semester. Okay, so that okay, was like, like January when you get back from winter break. Yeah. You know? yeah. Makes sense. And that's dope. So, I want to talk about now because I know we talked about briefly in the like right when we started like you have your team now you have like your team of people that are doing things for you that you're delegating to what how what was it been like to hire people and manage people because I think a lot yeah. of people have their own like thoughts about this and it yeah. really like makes or breaks the business right so like yeah for you what has been the hiring process and how do you go about that well number one I, I operate on data not drama so again Got going it. back to measurables so I don't want to have to guess if somebody's doing their job or not yeah so we have a company scorecard that we we actually have a daily huddle every day it's it's uh uh it comes from um I think forget what the book's called, but it talks about gazelles and like mm -hmm. the biggest businesses and what they do, right? Like Salesforce and all that yeah, yeah. daily huddle. So we have a daily 10 minute huddle every day at 10 AM. Um, and then on Monday we have a Monday meeting and all my employees are virtual. So it's all done okay. over Skype calls, um, where I share my screen when yeah. we're looking at the scorecard or whatever. So 
we have all of our KPIs. We know that, you know, if George hasn't made 300 calls for the week, and he, but he put in 40 hours, yeah. logged in 40 hours, um, you know, he didn't do his job that week. Mm -hmm. And so, or he didn't send out eight contracts, didn't get at least four back signed that week, then he didn't do his job that week, right? So we kind of go off that data more than drama. Um, and obviously, you don't just ran randomly f find quality people. That's I think a lot of people are afraid of that is firing people. Got it. Realizing somebody can't do the job. Yeah. I've had to fire a girl in my flip flops when I because I had an office for a little bit. Okay. I didn't really like that lifestyle. Okay. Um, eventually, I'll get one when I when I pay somebody twenty grand a month to run my business for yeah, me. Yeah. You know, yeah COO. Sure. But uh, yeah. Um. You know. So I've had to go through a lot of bad apples, but it's setting those expectations clearly. And I think that a lot of people get lost in translation because they don't know how to train somebody to what yeah. they do. That's why I, I launched a course for my real estate stuff like a year ago is because I knew that I was good at like laying things out for people. Like yeah. that's one of my gifts is breaking things down to a systematic process and laying it out for people. Got it. So that's what I did for my employees. You know, I have, you know, we've got Dropbox folders with like step one through 15 of videos in got each it. step for them to watch. And then at the end of it, we do like a, a little like refresher meeting yeah. going over everything and then they start and they know what KPIs they need to meet. Mm -hmm. They know if they're not, you know, again, sending out, if acquisitions is not sending out a contract, getting three to four back, yeah. they're underperforming, you know? If, uh, you know, disposition's not talking to 20 new buyer leads a week, then they're underperforming, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. And then I have my that's KPIs dope. for, because I still run my marketing, so I know what cost per leads I need to be okay. at. I know what uh, average profit per deal we need to be at and average, you know, leads to get a contract, yeah. you know, is. So, you know, there's all these, KPIs. That we, it <laughs> yeah. sounds like a lot, but if you just sure. read Traction by uh, Gary, Whitman. actually, I have it upstairs. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great. I, book. I have not dove into it actually, though. So, is it a good one? But Dude, it's it will transform your business. Okay, and then you start using the traction, the EOS system stuff, like okay. the uh, the uh, organizer and the VTO Vision Traction Organizer, all that kind of stuff. It okay. will create so much clarity in your business. Yeah, so. I will read that yeah. <laughs> for sure. So that's dope. I, I have a couple more questions, and I think um, I definitely want to get into just not even from a team building aspect, but regarding like your personal day to day, right? I know a sure. lot of people, they have their own habits. They have their own, I would say, Kickstarter to the day, but you said you control most of your marketing now. Is that where right. you spend most of your time in your business or how does yeah. that look? Yeah, so my role is mostly figuring out new marketing streams. Um, Got it. And obviously, you're never, we think as entrepreneurs, we're the best at something. Like nobody can do it as good as yep. us. Trust me, I want to hire this out, you know, as soon yeah, as I yeah. find a new, per, uh, you know, the right person or as soon as I really look for the right yeah. person to be truthful, if we're not going to lie to ourselves, sure. right? Um, so like, uh, what was the question again? Sorry, I'm No, just like, like, where do you spend your time in the business? Oh, where do you I say, spend my yeah. time? Yeah, so basically we have our 10 minute huddle, right? Um, and then every day is kind of open for me. So I took out, I figured out what are the biggest time constraints in business, mm -hmm. in my business model, which is talking to seller leads and then dealing with the paperwork and yep. dealing with our buyer leads, right? On when we're uh, selling the deals that we, yeah, yeah. that we buy, right? So <clears throat> I hired those positions and most of it's taken care of. So my day-to-day -day just is essentially figuring out how can we grow the business? Totally. You know, so like today, I know we got to get new zip code lists, get those pulled. Uh -huh. So we'll get those done. And that's dope. You know, that's kind of my day-to-day -day. and then hanging out and creating new strategic relationships. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I appreciate you taking time to come to the podcast. Too, I appreciate man. you having me. Absolutely. So I, I have one more question that I really want to wrap it up with. And I think it's, it's different for everyone. And it's funny because when I started my podcast, like you, like, you know, it's just relationships to me. Like that's the core of starting it, sitting down Absolutely. with people, getting to their story, actually getting to know someone before you can even think of ways to do business with them. Right. right. So just Throughout your journey so far, I think it's super cool because like a lot of people that I meet are young. They're they may be killing it. They may just be starting, but like 
yours is like this amazing life of you have a you're married you have a wife you're able to live life on your own terms you're crushing in real estate you have your business and you're only 22 right i think yeah. there's like from an outside world looking in perfect life right <laughs> and obviously you have your own yeah. problems there's different things happening and people right. can learn from their mistakes but what would you tell like your your like 15 year old self that's just like hungry you want more that what, what has been the biggest like i would say hurdle you've jumped over and like what have you learned the most from your journey just when it comes to just getting to the next level and actually yeah. acquiring things you thought about such as yeah. a lamborghini a wife uh maybe moving out on your own like what's been that one thing that has really stuck with you as like a core belief that have has right. really like made you who you are yeah so to me um number one my my age period from 15 till let's say 18 i wouldn't change any of it because to be truthful <clears throat> um maybe nowadays you got shopify and all that kind of stuff I just didn't see a legal way for me to make a significant amount of money. So okay. during that period, I would have made more and more of an effort to get around people who were successful, but I lived with my parents. So Got that it. was kind of hard, you know, yeah, yeah. it's hard to like, I didn't have any money, nobody to drive me across town to some meetup or yeah, anything yeah. like that. So I probably could have done it if I wanted to, but at 18, I think is where that change really could have been made for me, which is when you find something that works, don't think small. So Got it. it took me two years to hire my first I guess a year and a half to hire my first person, but to really have employees took me two years Okay. when I could afford it in my first six months in the business. Uh -huh. It's like, I just kept taking it slow. We are such creatures of like little faith. Like we, yeah, yeah. something works and we're like, well, how do I know it's going to work? <laughs> and then it works the second, third, fourth time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure if it's going to work again. Okay. So I would go much bigger and much faster. And I wouldn't be like, it took me a year to spend. I went, I spent five grand on a mastermind. Okay. I guess actually that's a lie. I did spend a good money on a good amount of money. Like I spent two grand to go to a VIP day okay. at an event, but I would have just spent more money to get around quality people over like over long periods of time. So join masterminds, stuff like that. And the reason why I say pay more money, you got to make money to be a baller. So, yeah, yeah. so if you're sitting there like, how do I get around successful people? you really don't. You, you follow what you see online to make money. Yeah. And then you start making money. You start pay to play. You start joining totally. these masterminds. You start jo going to these events. You buy a decent car where people are like, oh, okay, he's decently successful. Yeah. Um, you get your stuff together and then you start networking, you know, totally. And people think of it backwards or, or start so. a podcast, you know, for everyone listening. Well, <laughs> well yeah, you started balling out, you for know, sure, exactly. Sure. So he's successful. Now the most successful people far totally. more successful than me come to you, you know? Um, you know, and, and the other thing is, is to realize that everybody's got their different desires in life. Totally. You know, I, there's people who, you know, we, we're happy doing five to 10 deal, real estate deals a month. Yep. I have friends who do 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 deals a month, but they're working a lot. Their life's pretty stressful. Yeah. So you got to figure out what you want from your business. For me, it's less stress, enough profit to live a very nice life. Yep. Um, and then grow that as I can to, to have less stress still, you okay. know what I mean? So, okay, sure. you know, it's not been just let's hire a massive office, as many employees as we can totally. get in because that's a huge stress grabber. And that takes time away from my family. Yep. So again, you got to figure out what you want out of your business. Um, how much time you're willing to dedicate, what exactly your goals are. Do you want to be the biggest fish in the tank or do you want to make a million dollars a year and live a great lifestyle? Yeah. You know? No, that, so, that, and I think that's a question everyone needs to ask themselves yeah. too is like, what is the angle like lifestyle wise right like, when you wake up what is your agenda of the day yeah. you know it's like and i think it's different for everyone such as when you meet ty lopez it's a whole different dynamic than when i met gary v right, right. just like completely so it's understanding like if you're listening like what dynamic right and what lifestyle are you aiming for and exactly then map your business out to that yeah and every decision you make needs to you need to ask 
is this going to get me closer to that lifestyle that I want? And if it's not, you know, then don't do it. So sure. it's hard to ask that why question. Cause as entrepreneurs, totally. we're just like, go, 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 go. Like yeah, yeah. I can't even tell you how many tens and tens and hundreds of thousands even that I've spent just on wasted stuff where I was just go, 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 go. But yep. in reality, I never stuck to those, you know, whether it's a new marketing stream, whether it's launching a new business, yep. but it just made my life more complicated in a way that I didn't want to happen. So you yep. never follow through with it. You know what I mean? Got yeah. it. Got it. Well, dude, Jalen, you, you're a beast, man. What's, where's the best place that people can stay in touch with you, follow your journey or just really connect with you? Yeah. So I I've got a YouTube channel and that mainly is for anybody who's like, how do you do real estate? Got um, it. so that's not really like me seeing me live in my life or yeah, anything yeah. like that. Um, it's if you want actionable step-by-step you know, advice on how to get started in real estate with no money, Got it. my YouTube channel. Okay. If you just want to see me and, and how I'm living my life and you know, that kind of stuff, Instagram, for and, sure. you know, uh, obviously I'm on Facebook, but I don't accept friends <laughs> or anything. I just kind of go on there for, for sure. my mastermind group, yep. and my student group and stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Instagram cool, man. Well, and I, YouTube. Totally, man. So I'll make sure to link that all down below for everyone listening. And other than that, Jalen, I appreciate you yeah. coming on the show, man. Where do all the ladies go who want to hit up Casey Adams? <laughs> where, do the, Yo, where do they go? They it, want a wedding <laughs> ring after this, right? Dude, I know. We're talking about relationships. Hopefully. All right, guys. Here's, here's the truth. Instagram's the key. That's where I spend most of my time. So yeah. Instagram's the Wait, key. Wait. <laughs> bro, are you really going to lie to your to your people here? I heard you telling me you advertise yourself on, uh, what's that app? Uh, Tinder? <laughs> right, He's got the go. paid ads account. He's sponsored. <laughs> we got to run. But, yo, uh, actually, my buddy Mo, he was like the fourth guy at Tinder. Shout out to Mo if you're listening to this. Shout he, out, Mo. Dude, he could, like, rank himself SEO-wise. And get yeses from any like demographic. Bro, I'm not even joking. One of my buddies, uh, top (laughs) employees, he really did figure out how to like run paid ads on Tinder (laughs) or something like that. So, yeah, retargeting, get it all in there. So let's get let's get Casey his uh, his first girl, (laughs) real like girlfriend, wife or whatever. So. Yeah, if you're listening to this, everyone, go follow Jalen as well. Like I said, everything will be linked down down below. And Mo, if you're listening to this, well, you gotta um, put out some content about some Tinder ads (laughs) because he's the guy to go to for that. But Jalen. Everything throughout this podcast. I really appreciate you sharing your story, man. And um, definitely we'll we'll chat soon. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Build Your Empire podcast. Talk to you soon.